The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Let's imagine we're along the shores of the Sea of Galilee. It's a beautiful spring afternoon. There's a light breeze. The sun is warm across our face. As the sun's rays glisten off the calm water of the sea into our eyes that we have to shield it from time to time. The typical day at the shores of Galilee. In fact, when you grab a parish bulletin on the very front cover is where the events of the gospel took place. It's on the shores of Galilee. Galilee is a beautiful lake. It's, it's a huge lake. Almost imagine if you've ever been to Lake Tahoe, the vast majority of us have been to Lake Tahoe, but imagine Lake Tahoe, but take away all of the pine trees, all of the tourists, all of the million-dollar mansions along the shoreline, and that's kind of like what the Sea of Galilee looks like. So we're there on the Sea of Galilee. We're hanging out, doing our day's work, mending our nets. Then all of a sudden, a stranger appears out of nowhere. Simon, Andrew, James, John, insert your name here. <laughs> Follow me. Do you see how utterly strange that invitation is? Out of nowhere, here comes this, this guy in a beard and sandals, and he says to them, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Pause there. 
What is going through the minds of Simon, Andrew, James, and John? They are forced to ponder the cost of what it means to follow Jesus. Do you see that? Because look what Jesus just did to them. He appears to them and he says, come and follow me. Because immediately what? There's an implication there. Leave your livelihood behind, your career. Leave the people you love the most. Abandon all of your plans that you have, you've thought about your five-year or ten-year plan. All, everything that you've decided, how your life will turn out. Jesus is asking them, Leave all of that behind and follow me. The cost of following Jesus. Last night, I had the great pleasure of going to a 50th wedding anniversary. A childhood friend of mine asked me, they said, don't call me father, my friends. Don't call me father. But they go, Brian, no. can, you, can you come and, and do the blessing of my parents? And I, I grew up with this family as kids. Like, they're childhood friends. We all grew up together. And I said, absolutely. So after confessions last night, we had already priests lined up to do the masses. And I, immediately I left and I went straight to Elk Grove. And for the wedding anniversary, and it was a beautiful, beautiful occasion, 50 years of holy matrimony. And oftentimes, especially when you go to an old childhood's party or a reception, it becomes a little mini reunion. And all of the, my friends that we have grown up with, if you remember, I was part of a breakdancing group growing up. Because <laughs> it was cool back then to do that. And so I haven't seen a lot of my friends in over 20 years. And it was so beautiful. And when you, when you wander around the table, said, oh gosh, Mike, I haven't seen you in 20 years. You're, what happened to you? Right? <laughs> Jacqueline, Jennifer, Gretchen, Robbie, Alan. And part of the, the reunion is that they, they introduce you to, your fam, to their families. Because now we're all in our 40s. I said, Father, I want you to meet my daughter. She's 21. 21? <laughs> What happened at the time? And at the reception, you know, when he's sitting down at the table and he just kind of look around at everybody. And I was looking at the families that my friends have and their beautiful children. It stung a little. Why? Immediately I thought back, junior year, Davis, I'm 20 years old. And Jesus invited me to become a priest. I said, Jesus, why? What are you talking about? I have all these grandiose plans. I'm going to get married, Jesus. I'm going to have a family, Jesus. I'm going to buy a big house, Jesus. I don't want to become a priest. 
Why? You talk to young people, especially you young men in here. If you're discerning the call of the priesthood, one of the biggest obstacles is the sacrifice of celibacy. We forego the beauty of married life and having our own families for the sake of the kingdom. How about you young ladies in here? Ask our beautiful sisters in here. They're, they're up in the very front. Ask Sister Adriana, Sister Grace, or Sister Laura what happened when they were discerning their vocation to the priesthood. Up to the priesthood. <laughs> to the sisterhood. <laughs> Ask them their stories. And I guarantee you, when Jesus invited them to be brides of Christ, they would have said, but Jesus, I want to have a family. As Christians, we live life differently than non-Christians. As Christians, we ask different questions. We ask God, what is your will for me in my life? See, that's, that's, that's a mature Christian. Because what does the world live? How do they live? They asked, they said, what am I going to do? What do I want? Not us. Because as Christians, we believe that God created us for a purpose. And it is the grand, noble adventure of Christianity every single day to ask God, God, what is your will for me? You see, it's a hard question because oftentimes, in order to embrace Jesus and to follow him, it takes a radical new understanding of what happiness is. Because it no longer becomes, okay, what do I want? And that is precisely what Simon, Andrew, James, and John are forced to ponder. Jesus, do I follow you? Let's jump now three years. Because we know the story. Simon and Andrew, they eventually do follow Jesus. I want to read you John chapter 21. This is now towards the end of Jesus' ministry. Jesus is now talking to Peter, and he says this. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you fastened your own belts and walked where you would. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will fasten your belt for you and carry you where you do not wish to go. In order to follow our Lord, we have to let go of everything. We will say, Jesus, all right, I'm going to let go of what I think I need to be happy. And I will follow you, Jesus, whatever that means. And so as Christians, we must ask the question, what is your will for me, God, in my life? Why did you create me? And so now let us return to the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus now approaches you, 
and me. And he says, Come, follow me. What say you? Now be careful how you answer that question. Because it will cost you everything. But you will gain more than you ever imagined. 